11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Ken Kalicki. Ken, how's it going? Good, how are you? Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go um, back in time a little bit. I know you were born in uh, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, how'd you get involved in soccer? Yeah, so I was born in Japan, and in Japan, soccer is like one of the biggest sports over there, so... My brother actually, or my sister and brother started playing soccer when I was two, three. And, you know, by the time I was five, I started playing with my older brother's team. That's how I got into it. And ever since, I'm just, you know, passionate about it. So Yeah, what was that like, playing versus older kids? Do you think that made you better? Yeah, I think that is like one of the biggest things as a young kid. Because you're you're playing against kids that are bigger and faster than you so you have to think you have to think smarter you have to you know have better technique and stuff like that so i think that helped me a lot yeah for sure so tell me a little bit more about um your youth career uh like high school and like yeah the youth team you played for yeah so i actually moved to the states when i was freshman in high school okay before that you know soccer was kind of for fun i never took it too seriously yeah but then when I came here to the States, I was like, okay, well, I think I have time. I think I'm good enough to, you know, do something with it. And so that's when I started taking it seriously. I played for a local club uh, and then moved to an academy team my junior year in high school. And uh, I got recruited to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And after four years there, I was drafted by Montreal. Gotcha. So when you first moved to the U.S., what was that like for you? Was there any, like, culture shock? Yeah, huge. You know, I, I didn't know anything about sports culture in the States mm-hmm. or at the university level. So, you know, coming here, and I was like, okay, well, everybody's talking about how they want to go to, you know, certain universities. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys are going to universities for soccer? Like, that's kind of crazy. And they're talking about scholarships. And I was like, well, that's crazy. Right. So I was mm-hmm. like, OK, well, I've, I've always wanted to be a professional soccer player. But, you know, I, my senior year, I was like, OK, well, it seems like it's not going to happen right now. But I think I could go to college. You know, I could go to college and get scholarships. And after, you know, a couple of years, I, you know, I might be able to try again to go to a professional. So that's what I did. OK. And then how did your family end up uh, moving to Michigan? So my dad was from here uh, okay. originally. That's why he moved back and, you know. Actually, I was living with my mom, and then he was in Michigan already. And for high school, I wanted to come to the States because, you know, being half American and half Japanese, I think I, I kind of wanted to know what the American side was kind of like. You know, I never got to know my family well. 
So that's why I came to the States, tried to learn English in here. And that's one of the main reasons I came here, and as well as soccer. But yeah, those are the two main reasons I came here. Yeah, that's came awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about, what was your recruiting process like for college? For college, yeah. So I didn't know anything about it, as I said. Mm-hmm. So I started really, really late. I started my junior year. That's when I started playing for an academy team. And everybody's talking about college. So I was like, okay, well, I asked my teammates what they were doing. And they said, oh, we're going to camps and all, all these college you know, recruiting camps. So I went to one of these camps in Michigan. And one of the coaches from Michigan State noticed me and you know, started talking to me. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm obviously interested. But then like a month later, we went to this academy showcase in Florida. And that's when a lot of colleges started talking to me and you know, started offering me scholarships. So I had I had a big decision to make, but, you know, I, I went with Michigan State because that's the first school that noticed me and, you know, believed in me, so. Okay, I like that. What were, like, the other, like, maybe, like, the final three schools that you were picking from? Uh, I wanted to go to University of Michigan, U of M, yeah. Georgetown, and Stanford in Santa Clara, I okay. think. Uh, yeah. The four sports schools that I was looking at. Gotcha. Yeah, all all good schools right there. What was your experience like at Michigan State? It was amazing. You know, soccer-wise, I think we had a lot of players that that eventually went on to professional level. You know, I think you you talked to Fatai here on on the podcast. But with him and a couple other players that that were really, really high-level players. And so in that, in playing in that environment just helped me develop as a player and as a human being, you know, how, how to act as a professional player and, you know, how to train, all that kind of stuff. So it was the best decision I made, for sure. Um, what did you study there? I studied uh, engineering. Okay. You wanted to be an engineer? No, no. <laughs> but, no, absolutely not. But I was good at math and science. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't know what I wanted to do besides soccer. I didn't want to waste my time either. Because yeah. I was at university, you know, I, I could do something with my time, you know, off the field. And, you know, I decided to do something useful and eventually, you know, turn into something that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never, I ended up not really liking it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good achievement to have, uh, you know, to go through, you know, the struggle academically as well, challenge myself. And, uh, yeah, I think that that was huge as well. Yeah, definitely a solid degree to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then going into your pro career, um, what was that transition like, just like playing from college to the pros? Uh, it's, uh, that was a shocking experience for me because, you know, the level of play is so different and the way players think are so much faster than the college level. But at the same time, I was like, well, if I, I'm here and I'm playing, that must be I'm, I'm good enough. You know what I mean? Like I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm here for a reason. So that, I started to be confident after a couple of weeks in preseason. And then I started playing really, really well and uh, boost my confidence from there. Gotcha. And yeah, going back, what was your draft day like? Oh, it was horrible. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I, I went to this the, the draft conference or uh, the draft day, the first draft day uh, in Chicago. Because I was, apparently I was expected to go first round. Mm-hmm. So I went there, you know, not knowing anything, you know, thinking that I'm going to get drafted in the first two rounds. And I went there 
and my name was never called. <laughs> so, so that was a horrible experience. My grandparents were next to me. I was so, you know, embarrassed kind of, yeah. or like I was, you know what I mean? For them, because they came all the way here with me and, you know, my name wasn't called. So I was like, I was so ashamed kind of. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, there was a, a third and fourth round was, I think, a couple days later, maybe. And in the third round, I was my name was called. You know, my college coach actually called me, telling me that I got drafted because I didn't know I was, you know, I was getting drafted. <laughs> so that was that was uh, one of the best moments of my life for sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that whole yeah, yeah that whole story is crazy. And don't they usually only invite you if they like they know you're you're supposed to get drafted, right? They invite you if if they if you go to the, uh, the combine. Oh, okay. So I was. Everybody's invited if you go to the combine. So you know, I was like, okay, well, my college coach was like, oh, okay, well, I think you're expected to go first round, second, you know, yeah. second second round at the latest. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I might as well go. It's it's pretty pretty cool. So yeah. So how did that motivate you? Uh, not getting drafted in the first two rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's huge. I mean, you know, at that point, I was like, okay, well. I have something to prove now. Yeah. I got my chance. I just I just go out there and prove that I'm good enough and that I've, I've been working all my life for this, you know? So mm-hmm. so it worked out for you. Uh, you made the team. And what was your first game like? First game. So I, I kind of got lucky with injuries and stuff. So I started my first professional game at the opening game. So okay. against Vancouver Whitecaps. But that was, I mean emotional you know <laughs> but at the same time I, I had to tell myself I was like okay well this is professional like I have to take it seriously yeah. but at the same time I have to have fun you know yeah at the end of the day it's, it's soccer it's something that I've been playing all my life and I know how to do so you know I, I wasn't nervous to be, uh, to be honest I was just very very happy and emotional um and I ended up playing pretty well I, we lost that game but individually i think i, I played well so that was an emotional day for sure yeah i mean i guess in the end it all worked out from draft yeah. to, and then you started the first game i mean that's pretty that's pretty good exactly yeah what was your overall experience your rookie year with uh montreal uh it was amazing i mean that was eye-opening you know like the professional environment mm-hmm. i thought i was doing everything professional when i was in college and stuff like that but being a professional player and being in the environment is so much different than just thinking that you're doing everything professionally you know what i'm trying to say like you have a standard everybody sets a standard for people around you so you can't slack off you have to show up every day you know the standard is high in college you could you could know not have a good day and you could still be one of the best players but in montreal if you're not having a good day like you're the worst player on the team so you know, I have to have to show up every day, prepared mentally, physically, everything, and that was just eye opening. Yeah, um, and then yeah, just living in Canada. What was that experience like compared to like living in the U.S.? Uh, the Montreal culture is a lot different than any other city in the mm-hmm. U.S. or Canada. Yeah. I see. Starting with the language, mm-hmm. you know, everybody speaks French there, mm-hmm. and you know, hugely influenced by France. You know French culture, mm-hmm. so soccer is is pretty big over there after hockey. So mm-hmm. if you don't perform, 
people that you know that you're you're not good enough. But when you play well, they'll let you know that you play well. So it was a really good experience um, overall, sure. And learning the language is, you know, something that I've never thought I would, I would learn French. But, you know, yeah. I ended up learning a little bit of French. And, you know, now I can you know, speak a little bit. So that's a plus, too. Yeah, actually, that's what, that's what I was going to ask. Did you learn French, though? So. I'm not fluent, but, yeah, yeah I, I can speak a little bit. <laughs> so so what do you, you speak? Th- you would say three languages, I guess, now? Or are you more? I wouldn't say three. I, I say two, two. plus like <laughs> point, point three. <laughs> I got you. Um, yeah, then going into this season, um, Montreal didn't renew your contract. And then yeah, you, what happened with that? And, and then how did you end up signing with uh, Portland Timbers too? Um, so that the coach got fired mm-hmm. uh, my second year. Actually, two coaches got fired my second year. And the club was going through some uh, rebuild, mm-hmm. um, so but they ended up not picking up my option. Um, but they let me know that they were going to sign another player in my position, uh, a big player, you know, DP caliber. So I, I, I kind of wanted to leave because, you know, it, it's super difficult to play in a position where DP is playing, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to leave. Didn't pick up my option. It worked out perfectly for me, actually. And a week later, I signed with uh, Portland. So. It was good. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Gotcha. And then, yeah, this year, where were you? When you found out about coronavirus and like that the season was going to be uh, delayed till who knows when now, I guess. Um, I was in Portland after we played against Phoenix, our first game of the season, and a couple of days later, I went to the training facility, you know, ready to train, and coach came into the locker room saying, "You guys are basically leaving and not coming back until we <laughs> call you, <laughs> yeah. we tell you." To, so. Ever since, I haven't seen anybody, and uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Are you guys having, like, uh, Zoom meetings together, like the team? Yeah, we've had a lot of meetings, a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, we have at least two a week, mm-hmm. plus one. But yeah, it, it's good to talk to people, you know, and I'm kind of alone here in Portland. I have my family's in all over the place, but mm-hmm. it's definitely good to talk to my teammates and, you know, stay connected. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a crazy time right now. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. You ready for the five Quincy questions? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, what's the most important skill that you feel has made you successful as a pro player? Uh, I mean, the head. I mean, mental side of it, I think Quincy talks about it a lot. But mm-hmm. I think it is something that people overlook. Yeah. It, it's really, really important. And I I can't really explain it as well as Quincy does, so I can't. I'm not gonna go into depth about it. But uh, don't worry, I don't think anybody could. <laughs> definitely, the, the mental side of it, it, it has to do with a lot of my success, for sure. Not saying I'm, you know, good at it, yeah. but knowing that that it's important and working on it, I think that helped me a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like just more and more athletes are just saying it in general without even like kind of realizing it too. Yes. What do you think the biggest mistake pro players are making? 
pro players in general. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the biggest mistake is, but I can tell what they're doing different than non-professionals. Mm-hmm. They're really competitive, one, and they really enjoy the sport. And, and three, they, they stay consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And those are the three key things that I think professionals do apart from the non-professionals. I don't know what the biggest mistake is. I got you. It's all good. We'll go yeah, we'll that's, go all, that's a hard question to answer <laughs> because that's, you know, everybody makes different mistakes, though. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about what, what advice would you give to a young player trying to make a pro league? Um, well, I think obviously working hard, you know, on the ball, physically, everything, every day, even if you're not motivated, you have to go out and do it. You know, that's something I think everybody says it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to study the game, right? So, you know, watching soccer and working on your mental side of it too, you know, staying consistent throughout the season is, I think, the toughest in soccer, right? Yeah. Having one good game out of 34 games, it's, you know, doable for anybody. But having 34 good games out of 34 games, that's something that not anybody can do, you know? So that's the toughest thing, and I think... If you can work on the, the mental side of it and staying consistent, then I mean that's I think that's the biggest thing, honestly. Yeah, definitely. All right, these next two are they could be soccer or or life. Uh, you could answer them. That's how you could answer them. So, what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Uh, soccer or athletes are gifted. All right. Uh, and then the last one, what is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of the consequences? <laughs> These are Quincy questions. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Quincy question. <laughs> uh, it's a tough question. What What did the, the other, other people say about this question? Like, what was the answer um, for this? What's the answer for this? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. But I remember, like, what? Uh, a general one, usually people say, like, yeah. oh, I'd go try, uh, just go try out for, like, a European team. Or, uh, like, okay, okay. or like, yeah, stuff like that. Or, okay. or somebody said, like, open, think, open my own business. Ah, uh, okay. I think if I wasn't scared of the consequences, I think I would, I would study to be a doctor. All right. That's dope. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever think about, uh, like, playing professionally in Japan? Yeah. But I think... Soccer related stuff. That's just, can I change the answer? Oh yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I was just, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I wasn't, if I wasn't scared of the consequences, I think I'll definitely go try out for different teams. Yeah. Throughout the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So this is my question. After you said the uh, about Quincy, you played with them, right? Two thousand what? Eighteen or nineteen? Eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Eighteen. Um, would he just like run up to you guys and just ask you random questions like this? <laughs> no, no, it's it's usually it's usually uh, we'd have a conversation or like a small talk, and Quincy will go to <laughs> start asking these deep questions <laughs> about, about anything, you know. Yeah. But it was it was fun. It was learning experience. He knew he knew a lot about it. So you know, yeah. a, a guy like that who, who thinks a lot. Uh, you, you know, you can learn a lot from, so. Yeah, definitely. Are you ready for some uh, fun off-the-pitch questions? Yeah, so. Um, what's your favorite, uh, like, song right now? Favorite song? I, 
there's a Spanish song. It's um, "Hundred Preguntas" by Osuna. All right, uh, I like Osuna too. What uh, uh, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Uh, the old English game. Okay, what's that about? It's about this. It's about how soccer star, the football club started in, in England. Oh, gotcha. That's dope. Yeah. Um, who who's one player that you want to do a jersey exchange with in uh, MLS? An MLS? How about we'll do one MLS and one uh, worldwide? Uh, can I can I be like former teammate? Yeah, why not? Yuka Raitala. All right, there you go. Um, and then, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't a pro soccer player? That's a tough question. I never thought of a. That's 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 something I struggle with actually. That is what I'm trying to find right now. I've been thinking about it for a long time. I haven't uh, found the answer yet. Gotcha. But I think I would be a doctor. All right. I like that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And could you let the people know where they could follow you at? I have an Instagram, uh, Twitter, Ken Krolicki, at Ken Krolicki. Yeah, that's that's all I have. But you can follow me there. I post some stories um, related to soccer, not related to soccer, everything. So. All right, again, I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully the season comes back soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.